everybody. This is your boy, John, and with me, as always, is your boy, Matt. What's up, everybody? So, on today's episode, okay, this is going to be the second part of the DC series that we're, we're doing today, but again, the first episode was the DC reboot, and now today... Boo. Yeah, boo. Is the actual going over the movies of said reboot, and also yes. all the other ones that were... You know, now part of the Elseworlds, which I still think is is really stupid for that name, personally. I mean, I don't I, know about I, you, but... I do agree. I do agree. I mean, you, you kind of first hear it and you're like, Elseworlds? Well, like, what is it? Like, you almost think they're creating, like, a new comic or a new series, like, DC Elseworlds. Like, it could be something cool, and then you kind of look it up and you're like, wait, so everything I've ever consumed from DC like film or TV shows is crap. Yeah. Basically it's all the yeah, leftover yeah. trash that you just basically <laughs> throw into a pile yeah. and you say, Oh, here you go. So everything from like, let's say Adam West and the original Batman, you know, series that they did to the animated shows to some of the newer, you know, movies that are coming out. Well, yeah, actually pretty much everything up until yeah, I like mean, now, like Aquaman two, the Joker two, you know, whatever these movies are actually called, um, I don't think anybody cares anymore, but whatever these movies are that are coming out now, they're all DC Elseworlds. Like, the stories don't really matter. Like, the Flash movie, like, it wasn't about the Flash. And we'll get into this. Oh, we'll definitely get into it. For the movie, but it really wasn't about the Flash because the, the story doesn't matter. It's DC Elseworlds, baby. Yeah, DC Elseworlds, baby. I don't know what you want me to say, but that's all we got. And that's why we yeah. said... You know, we're Team Marvel all the way, man. That's right. Look yeah. on it. There you go. Yeah. So go ahead, Matt, because I know you wanted to do a little something, right, for the for the folks at home listening right now. Yeah. So, you know, John, I recently discovered, I don't know if I really discovered it, but I mean, it's been around for a while. But I was in Spotify and I was, you know, we have a our own playlist. If you haven't already listened to it or nobody had one. We did post a link for it on our Facebook. It's on our link tree, so check it out. It's actually a really cool playlist. I mean, you got all kinds of stuff. I mean, Transformers, you know, the theme song, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I mean, it goes on and on because I heard it and I was like, wow, this is there's like a, a lot in there. It's right about here. three hours long. So there's a lot, you know, music, themes. It's got everything in there. But as I was adding music into it, I came across Never Ending Story theme, which is if you know the movie, it's just an epic theme, right? I mean, it's also a pretty good story if you haven't watched it, so I would recommend it. But. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I came across this version that was Synthwave, John. And if you don't know what Synthwave is, it's basically this, like, 80s synth music. I mean, you know, if you take, if you've ever, like, watched, like, Stranger Things or things like that, like, that would be what Synthwave would the be. The theme song, yeah. Yeah, like, that, that, that would be the encaption of what it would be if so if you looked it up on the dictionary up stranger things will come right there with synthwave yeah so go to youtube put in 80s synthwave and i'll tell you like the results will just it'll blow your mind into little bitty pieces and i you know in spotify like i went into the search and went down this rabbit hole of synthwave music and I don't know if I ever really came out of it, John. I mean, well, it's kind of like that Terminator episode we did. I don't want you to go back down that rabbit hole, buddy. <laughs> no, but, you know, it's just, it's the the way that the, the singers are singing the songs. It's the, I mean, being a drummer, it's a very basic, like, you know, bass, drums, you know, snare beat. But it's that synth music behind it that just, it makes it so interesting. And it's so, I mean, it's, it's 100% 80s. I mean, in me personally, I mean, granted, yes, I wasn't born in the 80s, but I can ag at least appreciate the music because, you it's know. It's a cool sound. Well, yeah, no, I mean, it, it's got its own unique taste. It's got its own, like, you know, way of expressing, like, you know, that kind of style back in the 80s. I mean, granted, it was all like the hair, you know, the hair, you know, uh, rock bands and like the glam and all that stuff. But like, you don't think of like, like, actually, prime example, like, you look at techno, right? Like, you look at how they, they do it, or even, like, some electronic. I mean, they probably had to base it off of some of the stuff from, like, the 80s yeah. and, and I stuff think, like that, too. I think, you know, like, the, a lot of the techno and, and even dubstep 
like that type of music probably had a lot of like roots from synthwave. Right. I mean, and and you can, I mean, you could probably even go back further than that, but I mean, like literally without that kind of, you know, style of music, you wouldn't be able to have the music that you actually listen to today, which is kind of unique in its own right. I mean, so like I said, I'm not saying the eighties is, is like the most amazing place on the planet, but you know, it's, it's got, its, you know, its own unique taste and that like, that's where, you know, I think with a lot of like movies and stuff today, like, I feel like they need to start going back a little bit. I mean, they have with like certain movies, like I want to say like Tron, you know, and they, you know, did a sequel to that, but like they really need to like go back even further and be like, you know what, let me, let me try something new instead of just like focusing on what today's music is, which we already know is crap. Mm. Mumble rap. I'm not even going to go there, Uh, buddy. No, no. But yeah, Synthwave was very, very interesting and I've, I've really, really enjoyed it. So do yourselves a favor and just, you know, look look it up on Spotify, look it up on YouTube, and enjoy. You know, I I don't know what else to say I mean, about it, but it, it it's just it, it's really really enjoyable. And I don't know if it's something I'll like every time I'm in the car, I'll listen to it, and every time I have my phone on, I'll, like I'll be listening to it. But no, you will. It's okay. And just it, just a minute. It's okay. I, I probably will. And, and that's just bad will. for you. It's okay. But it, it it you know it is it is pretty cool. But anyways, I digress. Um, the DC reboot. So we just did, you know, our last episode on this topic. And it's it's really like one of these topics that you kind of scratch your head, I guess, and go, what in the world is, is going on in these two guys' heads where they are going to reboot the DC, you know, at least film universe again? I mean... And, and, you know, we talked about that in the last episode, but it's like, you know, what is the purpose of, like, redoing every single thing? And then basically having all the newer movies really just be a part of the Elseworlds and have nothing to do with what is supposed to be happening moving forward. And so, like, when we talked about Blue Beetle, which, I mean, we'll probably, you know, mention that again, but, you know, having that as the first superhero, like, why would that, you know, why wouldn't you do something else? Yeah. They said, ah, you know what, we're just going to pick somebody that... Unless you're a comic book fan, you probably know who this character is. But like, if you have no idea, well, you're gonna learn today because you're gonna you're gonna definitely. I definitely have my my thoughts on it, but I'll keep it to myself. I mean, it's okay. We can we can digress a little <laughs> bit, you know, like later on. But I, yeah, I, you know, and I, it's it's no, you know, the one thing that we didn't mention in the last episode was this reboot is not the first time DC has rebooted. You know, dun, dun, dun. there's been two other times, not film wise, because back in the 60s and the 80s, there hasn't been a whole lot of movies. Now, granted, I understand Batman came out in 85. I, I completely understand that. But in 66, there really wasn't content. Maybe, so, you know, the adventures of Superman, which so- was... I was going to ask, like, are you are we talking like just strictly comics right now? Strictly comics in '66, they did Crisis on Infinite Earths, where they legitimately killed every character, and I think there were I think either Superman or a couple. There were a couple characters that were just kind of lost in oblivion somewhere. I don't know. It's a lost in translation, but yeah. But they basically killed everybody off. And then they rewrote their stories. So if you look at the original Batman from the comics before 66, and you look at after 66, you'll see a lot of darker Batmans. Well, I mean, technically in the original Batman, like the actual first time it was actually introduced, he had, if I'm not mistaken, two pistols. Like he actually was meant to use them and actually kill people, which actually that's what he did. And then they were like, wait a minute, that's too dark. Right. And then they revamped it. And they did the same thing with Superman. Initially, they, they made him very, like, vigilante and, and kind of rough. And they kind of pulled them back and said, no, 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 we, we can't make him like this. But in, I think it was either 65 or 66 when they came out with this infinite, you know, crisis on infinite Earth, they rebooted the whole DC Comics. So The Flash, Superman, Batman, every character that you know got a brand new story. I mean, I'm not going to try to bring up Marvel as much, but like 
I'm not saying I'm a total expert on the comics when it comes to um, you know Marvel related, but I don't even think they've done that as many times as DC has in this case. I don't think Marvel has rebooted. I mean, I think they've reinvented. Like, I think obviously you have like um, their alternate version, which is like the ultimate universe. Right. I mean, but like, if you look at like, um, uh, what was it? Civil War, right? So like technically, like there's a lot of characters in that, but like, I mean, what I'm saying is, is like Cap technically dies in that, that series of comic books, which, you know, like I read it, I, again, I'm not trying to digress here, but like, you know, right. If you're looking at the, the MCU, like Cap is still alive, you know, he's still there. And I mean, well, he was there until Endgame, but you know, really, if they were going to follow that, then yes, they would have, they said, okay, you know what? Cap's dead in this moment. But you know, I, I think you're, I, I do want to agree with you here. I don't think they've really like taken the whole universe and they're just like, you know what? We're done. We're just gonna we're just gonna scrap them. We're just gonna make an event, and we're just I think, gonna kill them all. I think they've made like minor changes. Like the Hulk obviously started gray, and then became green, right? Like he well, didn't I, start off green. Well, actually, if I'm not mistaken, like that was a a, a mistake. Actually, was was him originally being gray because it was I don't it was like some kind of like misprint or something like that, and then they changed him to be green in the right. moment. But there, you know, Marvel has never really done like. A, a big event where they've killed everybody off and all of a sudden like there's a brand new Captain America with a brand new story that was different from who he was before like Marvel's never done that but DC has done that twice and they redid it in 85 right yep so now we have DC doing it with their films which includes the TV shows it includes film and it includes all the animated which is kind of sad because some of the best animated shows I've ever watched was actually from like the nineties and in even early two thousands. Like some of those were like bomb. Like they were just fantastic. I do have to say though, some of the newer some of the newer DC animated shows or movies, whatever they whatever you want to call them, they probably do just need to go away. Like one of the covers that I saw for a Harley Quinn. She she's riding like a rocket that's shaped in a particular way. If you if you catch my meaning, I I mean I do, and I hope the listeners maybe get the the hint behind this. But yeah, and I was looking at it, and I was like, is she riding a? Yep, she's riding a a rocket that looks. We don't need to mention Austin Powers, do we? <laughs> no. Okay, no. that's good. But it was like. Is this really like necessary? Like, is this the direction we're really going? Because if that's the direction, they probably do need to do a like a real Crisis on Infinite Earth Part Two. <laughs> no, no, I agree because it's like you're like, wait a minute, like because I agree. Like, if you look at some of the characters that were, you know, like Harley Quinn, that was technically was back in the '90s. Like, the, the first time was actually in the animated series from Batman, like when she was actually introduced. Which is, interestingly enough, but, like, you know, to have her now be in the mainstream and then, like, you know, have her own, well, actually, what was that, like, Harley, with, like, the, the Birds of Prey or whatever the heck yeah, it was? Yeah, yeah. so it, it was kind of weird, but, like... wasn't a great movie, but... No, but, but that's, what, that's what we're talking about. Like, a lot of these movies that they're just like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to see if it sells. And I'm like, no, you're, you're just trying to sell the character that may they're, have been in some other things. They're putting out content to put out content. And that's like what DC has done. Well, they're just a film of a machine. They have put out really good movies in the past. And they sure have. And, you know, I have a few that I've, I've really enjoyed, and I have a few that I think are really terrible. One of them I want to talk about right now, John. And what is that, man? That one is Man of Steel. I think we talked about that a little bit in the last uh, we're, episode. Uh, we're going to go into it, John. Okay, go ahead, Matt. Tell me what you got. So, Man of Steel was, I think, only what the, as far as film-wise, the second portrayal of Superman in a film. Well, because first was Christopher Reeves. Tech, well, hold on, because wasn't there an actual film well before Christopher Reeves? Like, it was back, back in the, I don't know, it was like 40s or 50s, like there was an actual Well, there was a live. TV show. Oh, Okay. But like, yeah, you had Christopher Reeves really playing him, 
And I, well, hold on. You had also Brandon Ruth, who also that played doesn't him. Count. Well, I'm just saying because that was the second time, and then technically Henry Cavill is the third time. He technically is the third time, but Brandon Routh is, he's honestly playing Christopher Reeve, Batman. I mean, no, Superman. Like no, he, he, right, right, right. He's, he's playing that Superman, which, I mean, the movie is not great, but he does a, a decent job at playing the character. Well, I mean, in, if you look at how each one has progressed, like Christopher Reeves, like everyone's like, oh man, like granted yeah back in the day like there's a reason why he was superman like you know and then you look at what was it um was it clark and lois like the 90s like tv show lois and clark lois yeah and clark yeah so like you know you had him i don't actually remember his name off the top of my head who actually portrayed you know superman yeah, but, yeah. but anyways like you look at how each one has progressed i mean you can definitely say christopher reeves was a you know was was I would say at the time like was the Superman as far as film goes? I think Christopher Reeve was the best portrayal, right? Unfortunately, until um, up until his accident, but yeah, Man of Steel. There's issues, you know. One of them being like he's very very careless with human life, and Superman, especially in the comics, maybe not very early on. But when they made that change, especially after that first initial reboot, Superman, and, and I'm going to go D&D here for, for those of you that, that may play D&D, which Su Superman is lawfully good. So, well, he was the Boy Scout. I mean, he was like the straight and narrow, like he was your voice of reason. Right. And, and, that's and who he, he was. He would not put human life in jeopardy because, for one, he understands like he is. He is technically like an outsider. He's an illegal alien, if you will, where he values Earth. He values the people because they've accepted him. Like he has that understanding, like I have to protect the place that I'm living in right now because I don't have another home to go to. Well, if you think about it, I mean, let's say the story changed, right? So like, let's say he was a full grown adult. Well, he is a full-grown adult. No, now, but I'm talking about when he was, you know, when he was a baby, when he was, you know, shipped to basically Earth, right? I mean, it was technically human parents that were raising him. So that's why, you know, his Boy Scout, his, you know, his persona was supposed to be this, like, good and narrow, you know, person. And that's why it, it's kind of one of those things, like, when you start changing that up, and then you're like, wait a minute, why is he becoming dark now? Like, what's the the, the intent? Yeah. So... This whole fight with Zod in this movie, like the one thing that you have to remember, if you haven't seen this movie, go see it. But Superman is the one that destroys the Genesis chamber on the ship that makes it crash in Metropolis. He knows that the ship is flying over a, a populated city, but yet he destroys the chamber. The ship comes crashing down, hitting skyscrapers, buildings city streets like it hits basically everything on its way down right i mean and like, there like there, there's no that there's there's no scene where he's relenting on how many people might have been injured or killed with this ship going down like there's there's no scene it's just it's it's one of those things like it's really like they portray him as really really careless Right. What I'm, what I was just trying to say is that you know when you look at Superman in this movie, it's it's the total opposite of what it should be, and it, and it's pretty sad because you look at the comics, you look at how he's supposed to act. That's not how he should be, and he's not yeah. supposed to be, you know, basically like Zod. Like, and that's kind of what he was portraying. And then like you know when we you what was it the last episode you mentioned like, you know how he was in the prison and he's just like oh okay whatever like pull me in you know and and let me go serve my time and you're like. That's not how this should be, you know? Yeah. It should be the total opposite and be like, hey, let me let me justify even a mistake, you know? But he didn't even do that. He just said, ah, whatever, no, no yeah. big deal. Like I said, he was lawfully good. So he, even though, like, yeah, he, he would have done whatever the government was asking him to do, but he wouldn't have just sat behind bars knowing that Zod was essentially going to kill billions of people. He was 
he worked with the police. Like he was willing to work with them, but he was also willing to do what was necessary, but he wasn't going to risk human life. And I think that that was more important. You know, another thing during this fight, he goes and uses his laser vision, which of course Zod deflects. And he basically levels an entire, like half of this building that they're in, you know, and it's like, you already have the ship that's crashed. It's, it's probably killed thousands, injured tens of thousands. And now he took out half of a building that's probably injured and killed another couple thousand. I mean, like, that's what I'm saying <laughs> so, about the Man of Steel. I mean, if, Man of if Steel. You, yeah, if you get the message of this, of this already, like, this was a mass casualty event. I mean, and it's sad because, like, even if they just even kept it the way it was, I mean, they could have easily made him justify his mistake. And actually try to, you know, redeem himself. But he didn't even do that. No, no. And BuzzFeed actually got this team of scientists to do an assessment of the damage done in Metropolis. And That's quite surprising, but okay. This guy, uh, he's a scientist, Charles Watson. He basically says the damage from Man of Steel would be equivalent to an airburst of a 20 kiloton nuclear explosion in terms of the shock effects, just without the radiation or thermal effects. I mean, I can only imagine what that would do to, like, any populous, like, city like that. I mean, like, if you look at Boston or... Hiroshima. Well, okay, yes. That I mean, was a 20 kiloton nuclear nuclear bomb just without the fire and explosion. Well, right. And, and, nu- and nuclear, you know, radiation. I mean, Hiroshima, Nagasaki, I mean, like these, okay. I mean, now looking at that, I mean, that's kind of ridiculous. I mean, without <laughs> even the fire right. and everything else with it, I mean. So they estimated that there was 129,000 deaths, 250,000 lost under rubble, and nearly a million injured. The cost of physical damage in the film is about $700 billion with an economic impact of $2 trillion. Just so I'm clear, what is our national deficit? Go ahead, Matt. What, what, give or take. Like, what do you think? It's got to be more than $2 trillion. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking like multiple like trillions. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm just kind of taking a guess here, but like, we'll say $10 trillion or more. The dude basically just took like a quarter, maybe. Yeah, I'd say about a quarter or maybe a little less than that. Like 20%. I mean, the 20% yeah. of that is like, yep, there you go. There's 20% of our national deficit that you just destroyed in one Seven, city. $700 billion in damage to the city. No, but if it was, if it was just like the, na- like the economic piece of that, like right. that $2 trillion thing, I'm like, that's a lot. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a crap ton. That, that's, that's, you can't do that. Like, there's, I don't even know how you come back from that. I mean, at that point, you know, like, with, yeah. like looking at that, I mean. And so, you know, a couple other things that portrays Superman differently than the comic books. Clark, in the very, very beginning of the, of the movie, disappears for years from society. He, he's like working a, nor, you know, quote, quote, normal job. Right. And... This was just an effort to kind of hide who he was, to hide his abilities from the world, and essentially becomes like what's called in storytelling is he becomes essentially the reluctant hero, which is he becomes basically, if you look at Luke Skywalker, when he's talking to Obi-Wan, and he's like, oh, you should come with me. And he's like, no, I have to go back to the farm. You know, they're, they're waiting for me there. And they go, you know, he goes back, of course, the place is burned down and they're dead. So he goes, well, I guess they're dead. So I'll join you now. <laughs> like that, that's a screw. Like that, that just doesn't make any sense. But he becomes that reluctant hero where it's not like he's doing it because he feels called to do it. He's doing it because, well, now I don't have a choice because my aunt and uncle are dead. So now I don't have a home. So now I'll, I have no choice but to go with you. Again. I just think that this movie definitely just needs to stay in Elseworlds and never come back. And I agree. And that's, you know, that's unfortunately like what this Clark Kent Superman becomes. He becomes the reluctant hero where while he's working this 
quote, quote, normal job, there's a catastrophic event, no surprise, right? I mean, he has to use his abilities. To me, it just seems like, I mean, I understand, like, for example, Henry Cavill, right? I mean, he did a good job to a degree on playing Superman. But you know what? Maybe it is a good idea to like get rid of him, take somebody else. I mean, he doesn't yeah, even yeah. want to work on The Witcher anymore. So you know what? Just just get rid of him entirely. And you know what? Like you said, why don't we just pick people that look just like him, and then maybe just say, you know what? We're we're, we're kidding. That's that's an Elseworld thing. But this is the problem with DC is like they've they've applied like the same success and dark persona that the Dark Knight had. They've applied it to Man of Steel. And it doesn't work with Superman like it does for Batman. Well, there's a reason why Batman was called the Dark Knight. Like, there's a reason why, like, he embodies that whole, like, name and everything else. Because that's who he is. And he's done that for years. I mean, like, if comics and everything else, I mean, like, that's who he is. Like, I don't know why you would think that Superman or somebody else would, you know, be that dark. Yeah. So they, you know, the world they created around him was very dark. Um you know, one of the things that his father, Jonathan Kent, very early on, like we know the story of, of Superman. Yeah, Smallville. Yeah. Mo- you know, most of us do. As a kid, you know, he saves that, that bus full of students. They're on a filter, whatever they're on. Right. But like yep. he, he, he saves that bus full of students. And in Man of Steel, he's telling, you know, his, his father about the situation, like, I thought I was doing a good thing and makes this comment like what I was what was I supposed to do let him die and his father says maybe let that let that sink in for a minute John no I mean I, I can tell you morality I, doesn't exist in that moment his father says maybe again morality to to letting a bus full of students die maybe you should have let him die <laughs> like no, I mean, in, in my opinion, like just hearing that, it's like, you're just saying, you know what, who cares about people? Just screw them. And like, that's kind of what he was saying. And then it was yeah. more like, you know what, go ahead and be that dark persona. Go ahead and be that dark, you know, Superman. That So this is yeah. why, like, this is why in this movie, he accepts that advice. He accepts like what occurred. And all the things that, you know, Jonathan Kent had taught him and he basically hid it inside of himself and didn't want to let it out. And he becomes the reluctant hero. Like, I guess I'll be Superman today. Like, gee, thanks. Thanks, guy. Like, thank you for doing your job. Yeah. Um, As we know, like the real Superman, like if he was in that movie and I would have to say if like the Christopher Reeve version of superman were in that movie he would have taken zod as far away from metropolis as he could have and most of the fights that he's ever done he usually goes to outer space if i'm not mistaken and then like you know beats the crap out of people but yes no i and like or he tries to isolate somehow or try to protect the people that are there so that there isn't like a catastrophic event right which is now proven to be what seven million dollars yeah which happens here um, I, I still think he, he might've in the situation that was in the movie, he might've still probably would have killed Zod, but he would have been very, very distraught about it. And I only think that because in the scene, Zod has his laser vision going. Right. And it's, it's going across the room, heading right to a family of like three or four. In the moment, like, there's not really much he can do other than snap the guy's neck. Like, I, I don't really know in that situation, like, what else he well, could have done I mean, well, that would have been different. I mean, the, the thing is about, like, even just, you know, killing Zod, right? I mean, granted, we already know that, like, his arch nemesis is Lex Luthor, right? And so, you know, yes, Zod is from, you know, their home world and everything else. But to me... You know, when you look at that scene, you're already showing that morality, even when Jonathan Kent told him. Right. Morality it, doesn't it exist. exist. And right. it just, it, it basically embodies the whole movie just because of that one quote. And it's pretty sad how one quote changes yeah. the entire movie. It's not even a quote, just that one word, maybe. 
And you have to let it sink in. Like, should I have let the kids on the bus die? Maybe. Maybe. You know what? Sure, why not? Let let them you die. No, screw them. Who cares? Well, we'll it, have more kids. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you look at the population nowadays. I mean, sure. I mean, there's never mind. Anyways, but it it just. I I was tracking with you. I was tracking. I, with I, you. I figured you would, but I, I to me it's just you know again the, this movie just needs to stay in Elseworlds. It doesn't need to come out again. Put it in the vault. Maybe right. burn it and then just be like, you know what? We're gonna ship it off to outer space and maybe somebody else will yeah. take care of this for us. Yeah. So moving on to a more recent movie that did pretty terribly in the box office. Which, if I'm not mistaken, is actually now becoming one of the worst superhero movies ever of made. All, of all time, of yes. Of all time, yes. And of course I'm talking about The Flash. Which, The Flash is my boy. Not Ezra Miller, but The Flash as a character is my boy. Okay, well, I guess the real question is, is who did you like playing The Flash? Like the, like the actor-wise. I mean, Grant Gustin's probably. I mean, there hasn't really been that many. Well, there were so technically the um, what's his name? It, the the basically the was a J like uh, the in like the TV show. Like he was the older version of like a Flash, right? Because he actually did play in a TV sh- like TV series like the Flash back in the day, yeah, which was also yeah. his father in the TV show as well. But I do agree that Grant Gustin. Which, yeah, I mean, as far as portrayal, I think he was the best, but I, I still think I have some issues well, wait, with, but... with even his portrayal of, of The Flash. Although I do like his portrayal, I, I do think there are some issues. Not that he couldn't overcome, because I think it's more of just writing and story-wise. I mean, I, I, think I can't really blame him. I think I'm just blaming, yes, I'm going to say it. The writers, the director. Right. And that's you know, what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think I think as far as like what he's given and, and the story and the show itself, there's not much he can do personally about it. But if you look at the Flash character, I think he's a lot older. Well, to a degree. I mean, he's kind of in that ballpark. I mean, right. that's that's where he um, would be at. I think with Ezra Miller, they were trying to go for a Flash that was a lot younger. But... I got to say, and I, you know, we were watching the video on YouTube right before we started recording this. And if you've seen the movie, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't know what's up with the running. Like, it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Like, for a speedster, I mean, Quicksilver, and there's a few others. I don't know what he's doing with his arms. I don't know why he does that pirouette thing when he's like getting ready to like, I don't know what's up with it, but it's weird. I mean, to me, it's like the, when you showed me that, like his arms were just, it was almost looking like if I'm going to say it, it's basically, if you look like a doofus running, like with your flank, like, Ooh, you know, like, I don't know how to describe it, but it's pretty bad. It's really strange. You know, he's, he's not running like a typical person runs. The arms are going sideways. Right, I mean, like you're swimming, like well, you're you're wading in water. He, because when you showed me that, I honestly was like, "Who was in charge of like developing how he runs?" Because I, I mean, granted, I would probably blame the the actual director of this movie because when I look at him, I'm like, when he does this thing and he, you know, he's running, he's doing whatever. Like the fact that it shows slow motion, like I mean, yes, like. Even in like the the Flash, the TV show, like with you know with Grant Gustin, I mean they they do show him in slow motion from time to time, to kind of like show you what's going on in that moment. Yeah. But like, it's not like it's doing it the whole entire time. Like he he was like, oh, I'm just gonna go slow and look like I'm I'm gonna say it like an idiot, you know, running with my hands and don't know what to do with them. It looks really weird, and he, like like you said, he looks like a doofus. I mean, it, it is what it is. Like he looks really strange. And the CGI in the movie looks really strange. But I do have to say, like, the whole Flash movie, it's it's not even about the movie itself. And this is why, no offense, I did not pay $19.99 to watch the rent a movie. But I unfortunately did, and I wish I didn't. But anyways, like like I said, the whole the whole purpose of the Flash movie, I don't think was even to tell the story of the Flash, but it was to get the story of Flashpoint 
into this reboot. I mean, and it's pretty sad that, you know, you have to basically base it off of an actual event instead of actually creating a story behind the character that we've and already this is, talked about. Like I said, a big event. And this is what DC does. This is their MO. They they create these big events that can explain what the 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 character? No, it I mean it explains the reboots. It explains like when they go to develop new stories and new characters. Like you have to believe that you know the Superman legacy movie he's probably going to have a brand new story. Oh yeah, no, no. And it's no because doubt. of it's because of this movie The Flash and Flashpoint that this Superman now exists in a whole new universe because Flashpoint made it possible and all these other stories that we've ever seen are completely different. I thought you were going to go a whole new world. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, no, but no. But like I I do agree that it's pretty sad that they actually had to make this movie they had to basically take a playbook out of Sony doing Spider-Man. And yes, I mean, Sony did a good job of, you know, basically taking all the Spider-Mans and taking all the villains and all that and then, like, making it a really good movie. But now they just said, you know what? We're going we're gonna to make this movie. We're going to make it a big event. And then we're going to forget that everything just happened from everything else that we've ever done in the DC universe. Yeah. Right, and then everything. Oh, now we can explain why there's multiple, you know, multiverses and in other Earths or infinite Earths and and stuff like that. Well, and nothing else as far as film has shown the multiverse. You know, yes, you can say like, oh, well, you know, Batman versus Superman. You saw the Flash come in, like, big deal. Like, you saw him come in, but that was probably because of this movie. Like, I mean. Yeah, no, I, I was just going to say, like, you know, it's, it's it's kind of funny how we're, you know, we're geeks from the multiverse, and, you know, we can probably, we could probably even write a script, man, and I feel like we could probably do a better job with this Flash movie than what they just did. Yeah, and like I said, it it wasn't really about this movie, it was telling the story of Flashpoint to get the multiverse created so that these movies, like Blue Beetle and Superman Legacy, can be created and... You know, yeah, they are planning, like, I think the the reboot, as far as, like, their first phase is Gods and Monsters. I think that's, like, their their kind of themology. So I think Swamp Thing is coming in and a few other, you know. Well, then, I mean, things. you look at, for example, like, Black Adam, right? Because, like, you look at Shazam and, and like, are they going to somehow forget that Shazam, they just did two movies and they just did Black Adam? Oof, gone. Yeah, now they're, they're right. So like yeah. it's it's okay. So like now you have Shazam, and now you have Black Adam. They Shazam their way into Elseworld. Oh, oh man, that was a good one. I like I that. That's like good. that. Yeah, yeah. I just but, came up with that right now. He's like right on the fly. Uh, <laughs> no, I just I just think it's like weird. Like you take those like for example like gods, right? Like Shazam and and Black Adam, and you know they they did you know what they did in those movies, but like you know are they now going to now introduce them into the reboot? And then make them, you know, a part of it, like because they've already portrayed them, you know. Or are they? I, gonna... I mean, if they do, it'll be different characters. I mean, are they going to go with Shazam, or are they going to go back to Captain Marvel? Like, I mean, yeah, you got a point. I mean, it just depends on how they do it. And yes, Captain Marvel, it was Shazam before they changed the name due to the reboot. Yeah, you know, the reboot is just a lovely term to say. We screwed up, and we're going to redo everything we just did. Yeah. So, you know, this Flashpoint, you know, it, it's really, you, you look at some of the past, you know, DC movies, like The Dark Knight, Batman, Superman, like none of these had themes of multiverse. But it existed even back in the 70s. It existed in the DC. DC was the first one to coin the term multiverse in the comics. It wasn't right. Marvel. Right. I mean, and if you look at, um, you know, the, like I said, the different versions of like Batman over the years, it's like, you know, you look at Michael Keaton, you look at George 
I mean, sorry, Clooney, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that big mistake, um, you know, and you look at what was it, Val Kilmer, Christian Bale, Robert Pattinson, um, Batflick, Batflick, you know, like all these other, like, I couldn't tell you, you know, you know, they had their own different themes and how they did. It. I mean, there's a reason why Val Kilmer and George Clooney don't really get talked about as much, but well, actually there's an end scene with George Clooney in it in the Flash movie. Why? Spoiler alert. Oh, wow, Matt. Thanks thanks for telling me that I won't probably ever see. So, you know what? You know what? I'm glad you told me because this is not a spoiler, you know, moment in this case because whether or not I watch it, I don't know yet. I mean, from what you've been telling me, I don't know if I really want to watch this, Matt. Like, I think it's it's probably a waste of my $20 that I could just spend on. I, you know what? I probably else. would just wait until it streams because it'll eventually stream. I don't know where or when. No, I, I'll tell you where. It probably should stream just for free because yeah, at it, this point, I mean, why why bother? I mean, personally, it's probably going to go on HBO. It's going to go on HBO Max. Yeah. Or really called now Max. But you You're know. probably right. You're probably right. At some point it will. But, I mean, the real question right now is, you know, is there a point to continue, you know, watching these new movies coming out to pay money to go to the theater to see Aquaman to see Joker, to see some of these new movies, knowing that, like, they're going to suffer the same fate as The Flash. And really, the stories don't really matter too much because they're just a vehicle that's supposed to drive the narrative for the reboot. So, I mean, John, it, you know, is there a realistic purpose for anybody to spend money on a DC movie until the actual reboot happens. No. I'm gonna and I'll I'll explain my reasoning. I'll tell you why I say no. It's because DC as a whole, okay, again, they they've done well on, on certain things, but when we're basing it only on movies, it literally like I couldn't even make this up, but like Marvel has literally the storytelling, the foundation They've planned. They've done all these things. Right. Okay. They thought about every little thing. And they've already made, what, phase six? I mean, they're probably already on, like, phase nine or ten. I mean, they're already well ahead of the game. Where DC's just now, like, okay, you know what? We're like, yep, we've made a crap ton of movies. And you know what? I don't know if any of this is going to actually sell or really work or whatever. But we're like, we don't care. We're just going to keep making movies. We're going to keep doing this. But when we've mentioned, like, you know, The Last of Us, and we, we we mentioned all these other things, like, why do you think The Last of Us actually did well? Is because they actually had, oh, wait, the actual guideline from the video game to actually show you the movie, which was I almost identical. Right, right. And, like, they listened. They actually brought in experts. They brought in the people know, that made the game. Right, so they brought in people that actually know what they're doing. Right, right. And so, like... DC, right? Ready? Ready? Here we go. Directors, writers, producers, producers, like, oh my God, like get rid of them completely. Go start talking to the comic book artists or even just like the people who are creating the content. Yeah. And be like, hey man, the actual comic book writers. Right. And it, it even right now it could be current, current popular ones that are actually going on. Make those guys, like, involved in the movies. Like, make them yeah. actually a part of the process because, in my personal opinion, like I've already said, without them, you're not going to make a good, really good reboot because I understand James Gunn's, you know, like, his intention. Like, he does well. Like, I'm not, like, he is a good director. He's done those things, and he's proven himself. But I will say this. If the reboot completely sucks because of what he's trying to do, no one's going to trust him in Hollywood. No well, one's going to want to direct or have right. him the direct a movie. And they, they really have to work on character development because, yeah, like we can follow a movie. Like we can follow Man of Steel. And yeah, sure, he's in Batman versus Superman. Sure, he's in Justice League. Sure, we can follow that Superman. We can follow that Batman. But where are they now? Poof, gone. Like, <laughs> Shazam, like bomb. Right, right. At least Marvel, like, if I want to follow Doctor Strange and I'm really into that character, guess what? I can still follow that character because he's still, they're still making movies with him. 
Thor, I can still follow that character. If I wanted to follow Christian Bale's Batman, I'm stuck to, what, three movies? Yep, and that's why it's the Dark Knight trilogy. There's the, there is no progression after that. Which, like I said, you know, when you look at all the movies and you look at how they they done, you know, like the different versions of Batman, the, you know, let's say Superman, whatever, right? They've only focused on those two characters, right? And I mean, granted, I know you'll you'll kind of mention your list here in a second because I yeah. saw it and I was like, I kind of agreed with it. But, you know, a lot of like the other movies, like, for example, um, there's a reason why Ryan Reynolds never, you know, stayed with DC because his one movie, Green Lantern, you know, that sucked was a big, right? Yeah. it was a big flop. It was a big one of the biggest flops. And it was like, that's not who he is like. You know, I would say maybe certain things like I could I could see him, but it was way too CGI. It was not as well. Now him and Ezra Miller can sit at the same club. Yeah, they, <laughs> <laughs> like it's true. I mean, it was very yeah. true. I mean, and it's sad because, but you but what's funny is like you look at um, like a lot of the um, the DC people that or like um, actors that were in DC first and then they went to Marvel. Wow, it's so surprising on how right. well they've done so much better in those roles. Because they were given good scripts, they were given, um, you know, good directing, like everything else. I mean, look at Deadpool. I mean, oh my God! Like, it actually, for I'm pretty sure for rated R, it was actually one of the best selling rated R movies of all time. Well, and we're talking the recent Deadpool, not even the one they did with the X Men. No, 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 no. I mean, that one because that one was a complete mistake. Well, there's a reason why Disney bought Fox, <laughs> so they can re, you know redo that. But I but what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say though, Matt, is that DC as a whole, until they actually know how to step up their game, unless they know how to you know get those directors and those producers and writers that actually know what they're talking about, it's not worth my time, it, and it's not going to be any like anyone who's listening. Honestly, if you're a DC fan, man, you need to stop. Like it's, in, it's not a good time. It's it's not a good time, and it's going to continue to happen even. When they do this reboot, if DC continues to keep doing this path that they're on, it's just going to be about them pumping out movies. Because honestly, even from 66 and before that and, and after that, it's clear that they don't care about the characters. It's just about pumping out content. Right. And, and like, that's the sad part. I mean, like, if you really want good you know, followers and everything else. Like if you were looking back at the comics from back in the day or maybe stuff that you've actually like, you know, read when you were a kid, don't do that now. Like don't think that whatever you're watching right now is actually the best ever because DC I know could do a lot better and they yeah. probably know this and that's why the reboot is happening. But until they can prove them, it's really the proving part that I don't want to, you know, believe yet because I want to see how they're going to do it and if can they make phases that actually, you know, develop the character right. and actually create a story where they can do events like, you know, uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths or, you know. Um, uh, I mean, it's not withstanding that, they, it, that yeah. they can't do these big events, but you have to spend the time developing the characters, which that's what Marvel has done. And maybe this is a topic for another episode, but I, I do think. Marvel has even gotten away from doing this where now they're starting to kind of go down that different road where DC just reboots the same characters. Marvel seems to just be creating new things out of thin air. I mean, a lot of the, the newer characters that are coming out, I mean, are a lot of the, the newer comics, you know, that yeah. more kids were probably li are reading about today where, you know, us old folks, I guess, if you want to call it, right? Yeah, yeah the, the old fogies. But, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, we have Iron Man, who obviously died at the end of Endgame, which we, you know, we all know this. But you get rid of Iron Man, and now who replaces him? I know. Some, some random character that nobody really knows, except for maybe the newer comic book readers. Well, Ironheart, but yeah. Captain America's not around anymore. Who's Captain America now? Technically, it's Falcon. Well, where the hell has he been? And I'm sorry to use that kind of language, but we haven't seen him in anything. 
Well, I mean, well, you're right. I mean, well, because it was the TV show, but like that's the one thing that at least Marvel has been doing is like they've been connecting the TV shows with the movies now. We still haven't seen them in anything, and that and that's like the point. Like, there's there has been no Captain America, which he was like Captain America was Marvel. Like he was one of the main. Well, he was the face. Like he was. Yeah. He was it. Like, and there's a reason why he's so been a prominent character. There's no Captain America. You have a Hulk that's barely a Hulk. Uh, don't get me. We're not going to go into that. You have a Thor that. that's more of a parody of the. Of, of, but you, you get where I'm going with this. Like, Marvel started out really well, and then they're kind of slowly heading towards that path where, if you watched in you know Secret Invasion, I've watched a couple. I haven't watched them all yet, but when you watch the whole thing, you kind of end it with, "What the heck was that about?" Because that's where I kind of end it with is like. I don't know what that's about. I, I hope it's going in a good direction. But. <laughs> no, but I mean, I get, I get what you're saying. Like they're coming out with like thin air stuff, but like going back to DC though, I mean, it's it's not as bad as DC. No, no, D no. DC has screwed the pooch all the way back in '66. Like they've when they instantly thought like, hey, we need to reboot and kill everything. That's when they screwed up. Instead of trying to be creative back then. And not recreate a whole story, but try to create an arc of changing the character story-wise. They go, no, no, no. You know what's best? Let's just kill everything. That way there we can just create a new one. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, if like you look at, like I said, like one of the biggest events in DC is Flashpoint. In the way that, you know, this movie, as we have already talked about, like it, it's a lot bigger and, it, and it, well, again, it's also a lot more characters. There's a lot more going on. And, you know, to throw everything in, I mean, granted, one movie is not probably the best idea. No, and you know, I mean, I'm assuming you might see more of the implications of the Flash movie. You might see more of this in Aquaman because those movies haven't come out yet. So I, we, we don't know. So you might see that in Aquaman. You might see it in, in Joker. I, I don't know, but there's other movies that are that are coming out that you may see implications of this. The one thing that, you know, was said in, in the Flash movie was Aquaman's character is the same in every multiverse. Whereas so, Batman was different in every multiverse. So you're saying that Jason Momoa, no matter what. Arthur Curry, Jason Momoa's character was the same in every multiverse. That was the dumbest thing that you could have said because like think, think about like for example i mean granted i can't really i mean i guess it's the same thing in marvel but like you look at dr strange right because that means um you know his character right is i mean granted yes he is the same but he's different in like certain variations but like i don't think that's the case i mean granted i mean i could talk about king Hey, which which I didn't a whole say other it. ball game i didn't say he did anyways let's get into the list as the list that i have so I'm going to go with the movies that I thought sucked, John. Okay, Matt. And um, what do you think were the were like your worst I, ones of all time? I got six. Although I think I could have gone more, but I stopped at six. Oh, okay. I'm glad I you stopped. stopped. I, I stopped myself at six. So I did start with Green Lantern, but these are not in order. I probably would have started with Man of Steel, but I didn't. Uh, so I got Green Lantern, Man of Steel, Justice League, Batman versus Superman. Because I think those are, those are linked. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, Jonah Hex. Oh, I forgot he's DC. Yep. And Catwoman. Yep. Wait, was this recent? Catwoman? Yes. It's the only Catwoman movie. Oh, you're talking about uh, Halle Berry? Yes. Oh, okay. Sorry. I was just thinking. I'm like, wait a minute. What, what are we talking about? But Not in Batman Returns. No, no, no. no. Yeah, no. I, I got what you're saying. The, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Halle I mean, Berry. Halle Berry. I mean, now, granted, granted, I mean, you know, she was, she, I mean, she was a little provocative in the, um, <laughs> in the, the actual movie, but yeah. Yes, but there's got to be more to it than that. I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, I, I agree with you, but I do agree with you. I mean, I would say out of your list, I, I mean, I can't disagree with it because I would easily, I mean, granted, I don't even know, but like, 
There are others I, I that could have made no, the list. I mean, I, you're right. I'm just trying to think of another like one. Suicide Birds of Prey. Oh, I could have. No, actually, I should have put Suicide Squad in there because, oh my God, like, great. You you throw all these characters in, and we talked about Jared Leto a little bit. I don't know if we've talked about it on the, the, the podcast or if it was like separate, yeah. but like, they did that man wrong. They did him dirty. Oh, they did him like, wrong. Yeah, really they, they bad. Definitely did him wrong. You know, but like even. Um, what do you actually? Which one you thought was better, the 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 old Suicide Squad or the new one? I I, I like the first one better, to be honest. But that's just me. I thought the second well, I, one was worse than the first one. I thought you liked Polka Dot Man. I I did think po- <laughs> Polka Dot Man was cool, but it was only until they introduced like that starry carrot, whatever that person. Oh, was, uh, was it Starro? I think is what. Yeah. yeah. I that, mean, it was a little weird. I'm not gonna lie, that, but that I mean, became weird. And then John Cena. I I don't know. It, it's 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 like. Ernest turned superhero. Like I, I just I can't take the stupid silver helmet. I understand that's part of the character, but John Cena looks goofy. And then you put that stupid silver helmet on him and he just looks worse. I mean it's kind of funny how they actually did that movie and then they connected it with the TV show. Because like right at the the end of that movie literally starts the beginning of the the actual show, which right. at least they connected it. I mean that that was at least the one thing they yes. did right. At, at least yeah, at least like they did connect a film to a tv show which they you know james gunn created the film version of peacemaker so he also did the tv show so that's probably why it was made into a tv show which is probably why you will see the character of peacemaker in the reboot oh i know because it's james gunn's baby oh come on now you know how it works man i want to know how it works so movies that i did like the Dark Knight trilogy. Well, I'm glad we can agree on that. I, I did like, even though those are three movies, but I do like the Dark Knight trilogy as a whole. I, I agree. Um, the original Batman, Batman and Batman Returns. Those are both my favorites. Oh, you're talking about with Michael Keaton? Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, baby. Uh, Superman 1, 2, and 3. Even though they... Christopher Reeves. Christopher Reeves, Batman, yes. I mean, Superman. I keep mistaking. <laughs> can you stop saying Batman, Superman? Yeah. Um, but yes, the one, two, and three, even though I think, what, three is the one that's kind of weird. Yeah, I would say probably the first two are you're probably your best bet if you want to um, watch it. And I do like Constantine. Okay, I mean, you're talking about with Keanu Reeves. Yeah, Keanu Reeves. So it's funny how, like, they never, because what, what was it, Constantine and Legends of Tomorrow? Like, they, I mean, they revamped the character. Yeah, yeah. But, like, it's funny how they never, re, like, remade that show. Because I think that would have been a really great like CW show if like they could have revamped that a little bit. I mean, now granted, there was a Constantine show, but I don't know if I've ever seen it. I don't know if it was. I don't think it was with a character that they did in Legends of Tomorrow. I think it was like probably somebody completely different. Oh, I'm sure it was a different. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. that's what you know DC does. They just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Who cares? It's just content. <laughs> but like, I I think I agree. I mean, like, could they could they bring back? You know, Keanu Reeves as Constantine? Hmm. I don't know. Would it just really be a supernatural John Wick at that point? I mean... I mean, I'm not going to lie. Well, that, <laughs> actually, that'd be kind of cool, right? Like, imagine, like, having that same theme and then just, like, bring the... Oh, oh, you killed my dog? Okay, I'm going on. Let's go. Like Donkey Kong, you know? I, I mean, that's just me. I mean, I think that would be kind of cool to, you know, take his character and, like, yeah. it like that, you know? Yeah, I think... I mean, I think as a whole, as we kind of close this, I think as far as DC films go... They need help. Like, we've already said what you need. Whether or not you believe us is, is yeah, the other story. I don't know. They, they need help. And, and I don't know if just simply calling every past film, TV show, animated, you know, DC Elseworlds or whatever you want to call it, you know, just kind of tossing it under the rug and like, oh, we're just going to forget about this. And then just being like, oh, this is going to be our first film character. I don't know if that really does it. Like, as I said, like very early on in this episode, like maybe they do need to do a crisis on infinite earth event in the film. Oh, you mean part one and part two (laughs) where some of these characters might be just killed off. I mean, it's not like Christopher Reeve is going to do another Superman. Uh, I mean, or Adam West is going to do another. I mean, they're both both dead, but yes. So, and it's not like you're going to get Christian Bale to do another Batman. And it, you're already, you know, 
Ben Affleck's already been burned as Batman. Right, and Henry Cavill, and, you know, I could go on and on, but yeah. Gal Gadot, I mean, all these people have already been burned by DC, and they're already stated they're not returning. It would be funny, though, if Gal Gadot went to the Marvel like Cinematic Universe and just, like, played another random character, and you'd be like, wow, that's like a total power trip right there. This is, like, switch from one yeah. to the other. I mean, because, I mean, most of them did. I mean, Chris Evans. Some of them did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they have. And they, they do all the time. I mean, who knows? I mean, maybe Dwayne The Rock Johnson comes over as somebody else. Who knows? I mean, it, it Gosh, just I, I hope not. You know, you can judge him all you want. I think he's, I think he's fine. You, you, you just you, don't like him. It's okay. You think he's hunky. I never said he's not a, like an attractive you know, man. I mean, he's, he's a good-looking dude. I mean, I don't know what you want me to say. I mean, but anyways, that's but just digressing. I di- yeah, we digress. Um, like, like I said, like, I think... They either need to do something that catastrophic or they do need to just take their time. And maybe it's not like 2024, Blue Beetle's coming out. Like maybe it's like 2028, 2029 when these movies start coming out. Like give it a break. Yeah, I agree. I think DC, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like America right now. I think we just need a break from everything else. So I think DC needs to just follow along and say, you know what? In 2030, that's when we're going to start this whole process. They can work on movies on characters we haven't seen it. Like, do a movie on Swamp Thing, dude. Like, we haven't seen that, dude. I know they did a TV show, but no one saw it because no one could see it. It was on some weird network. (laughs) That's why I don't understand. But, like, you know, like, to me, it's like... Swamp Thing is such a cool character. And... There's literally, like, you have a show from 93, I think, and that's it. And a show they did in 2019 that nobody can watch because it's not available anywhere. I mean, me personally, I, like, really just looking at all the characters they've ever done and then just say, you know what, we're just gonna, we're gonna focus on these guys and these gals, like, and just be like, here you go. Here's some other, you know, randos that we're gonna. It's, uh, you know, it's all about Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman. Again, I keep saying Green Arrow, man. Like, I love Flash, too, but, I mean, Green Arrow is a good... He's just he's also my, my other dude, man. I mean, like, but you haven't really seen him besides the TV show, so why not bring him on, you know, as an actual, you know, movie or something like that? Because there are characters you can do. You can do movies on, but like I said, it, you they have to do that, in, like, character investment where, you know, like Marvel initially did with Iron Man. You, I mean, you, I mean, you, you don't see Marvel doing Iron Man, and then all of a sudden you have a second director doing Iron Man or, or like some weird, you know, Man of Iron movie where it's darker and you know, there was one Iron Man, and then the same dude did Iron Man two, the same dude did Avengers, the same dude did Iron like it, it was the same actor. Right, I mean... Character development, like, we could follow along with, you know, who was playing Iron Man. We could follow along with when he joined the Avengers. We could follow along with who he was as a character. I mean, now, granted, if the Blade movie never did well in the box office, Marvel wouldn't even exist to this day. I mean, but, like, but, I mean, that's just more of another topic for later, but... It's it's sad that like DC only focuses like we just said on those like really two characters. I, I would even just exclude Wonder Woman and Aquaman out of this conversation. And it's really about Superman and Batman. Nothing else. And then like Justice League. They they do try to sprinkle in, you know, here and, and you know, we'll do Wonder Woman over there. But it is, I mean when when you can see like how many Batmans there have been. Oh, my God. And, you know, there really hasn't been that many portrayals of Superman because they've been spending all their time in this really stupid portrayal in Man of Steel, Justice League, and Batman versus Superman. Yeah, which was the last time he portrayed him. But, yeah, no, I mean, I agree. And, again, just listen to the public. Maybe get some answers from the people that actually... Wait, like I said, know what they're talking about. 
Maybe. You mean the people that actually love this content and want to see a, an actual story that we care about? Yeah, you know, that wow. would be a great idea, Matt. You know who should wow. we talk to? We should talk to those writers that are on strike right now. <laughs> you know, that are still waiting to, you know. We should buy that. a bunch of Superman comics and just throw it at them. You know what? Let's see if we can find, like, <laughs> Superman, you know, number one. Like, the actual number one and be like, here you go. Here's number one. The first edition. I mean, granted, you're not going to find any because they're like $1.2 million. But, you know, again, at the end of the day, DC fans, you need to stop. Like, you just get off come the over to Come over to Marvel and, hey, and see, see some of our content. Like, just, just come on over, man. You're, you're going to find some good stuff over there. But I think we need to close this out because, my yes. God. I mean, we, we've been talking about this for quite a bit now. But as always, guys, we, we do appreciate everything that you do. And, you know, we love the comments. We always love, you know, giving the shout outs and all that stuff. I mean, well, hopefully when we actually do another live stream, we'll actually have like more than one viewer. That would be actually helpful. Yeah, um, definitely more than one, you know, but as always, stay geeky. geeky.